22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. You know, with all the buzzing going around in the movies right now, I wonder what we'll talk about today. Welcome to a great Hera edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later. Boo! Shut up, episode 106. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and joining me as always is the man who doesn't need a lasso of truth to tell you that you're a dick. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. The alien mothership is in orbit here. If we can hit that bullseye, the rest of the dominoes will fall like a house of cards. Checkmate. <laughs> oh, Zap Brennan. <laughs> I like that one. It sounded like very Simpsons, too. <laughs> All right, and, and, oh, and as always, joining me as well is the man who went to see a movie about strong women and didn't make one she's hot comment, but then again, he was sitting in a theater full of women. RT Square, off the tech. The mind is not a vessel to be filled, but instead a fire to be lit. Someone must have used a fire extinguisher on my mind because my mind is blank. Oh my God, I would have totally went there. But I'm glad you beat me to the punch. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things going on in geek culture, guys. So let's not even waste any time and get right to it. But obviously, just, just to let everybody know, this episode is the one that I definitely marked on my calendar since the release date was announced. Today, we're going to discuss the DC motion picture, Wonder Woman. Thank you. But let's not give it away. We got to see if it even deserves applause. So that, well, let's wait and see for that one. But first, make way, make way. Mike with the mouth has geek updates and news and shit, whatever. We call it quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kyle. Why do people keep dying? So, <laughs> uh, I, I yeah. have no idea. But those familiar with the animated Wallace and Gromit series are in mourning as the original voice of Wallace has passed away. Oh, wow. Peter Solis voiced lovable inventor Wallace in Nick Park's animated films from 1990 through 2010. Solace became known in Britain for playing Norman Clegg in the comedy Last uh, Summer Wine, which is Britain's longest-running sitcom. Uh, once Solace voiced Wallace, he became a Hollywood star. On June 2nd, Solace passed away peacefully, surrounded by family. He was 96. 96, wow. Damn, yeah. oh That's a goodness. long life. Yeah, I mean, at least it wasn't like he, at 96, didn't die from, like, autoerotica or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh, that, my God. That would be horrible. Um, but now, of course, superhero fans were dealt a blow with the announcement of Adam West's passing on June 9th. Mm -hmm. Adam West played the Batman Bruce Wayne uh, personalities in the iconic, campy, live-action 1966 TV series Batman, along with Burt Ward as his Ward and uh, sorry, yep, sorry, Burt Ward as his Ward and sidekick Robin. West was the entry point for many people, young and old, into superhero adventures. West Batman was, was a moral compass for many comic book fans who often uh, saw him as an idol and a friend for millions of the kids. West became pigeonholed after his three-season run as Gotham's Cape Crusader and found new acting jobs were hard to come by. He was reportedly offered the role of James Bond in 1971's Diamonds Are Forever, but turned down the role because he believed the secret agent should be portrayed by a British actor. In recent years, West has done the voice of Mayor Adam West on Family Guy's animated <laughs> TV show. He also got a chance to put on the cowl and tights again in 2016's Batman, Return of the Cape Crusaders, albeit the film was, cartoon, was a cartoon feature that spoofed the 1960s series. When asked about his rough career following the Batman series, West said, quote, If I had the chance to do it all again, I would. It was tough for a while, but I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I got to create a character that lasts and, people that um, sorry, and that people love. So I made up my mind that if people love Batman, I'll love Batman too, end quote. 
Adam West died after a brief battle with leukemia. He was 88. Oh, my God. I saw the news, and it just it hit me. It oh, hit me yeah. hard. I just have one thing to say. Farewell, old chum. That's right. And what's funny is they in the Justice League cartoon, I'm sorry, the Super Friends cartoon, when Adam West was doing Batman's voice for a time, he says something very similar to that. What I think it was the episode was Death of Superman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so right. That was very appropriate. So, I mean, hats off to, to Adam West. Fantastic career, and I'm glad to hear that he was finally at peace with his... Um, with his choice of being Batman, because I know he was yeah for a he, while. For a while, he was very disgruntled. Oh, but. I mean, I remember the Star Trek people couldn't stand. I'm like, yeah, now they're just like Star Trek. I was in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry to hear that he's gone, but he's left. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, for, especially for our podcast, you know, we wouldn't even be around if it wasn't for like that, that kind of influence. Yeah. So. God damn you, cancer! Yeah, seriously. Yeah, cancer, fuck you. Yeah. What else we got, Mike? Alrighty, fans of CW Supergirl had a head-scratching moment after the season finale when it was revealed that a third spaceship left Krypton before its destruction. Now, rumors swirled about the internet that the baby placed in the ship could be Doomsday. <sighs> close, but not close enough. In the comics, Doomsday is one of five world killers created by um, Zor-El, Supergirl's father. For the hoes at home, world killers are bi- biological weapons crafted from genetically modified alien species, but because they turned out to be bloodthirsty and uncontrollable, the Kryptonian Science Council outlawed the creations. So as Superman had his nemesis in Doomsday, Supergirl has hers in a world killer named Rain. Whether or not the TV series delves into the Doomsday mythos remains to be seen, but the role of Rain will be portrayed by Odette Annabelle, known for her roles in Cloverfield and Pure Genius. Okay, yeah, she's pretty hot. Wow, yeah, he can't do it in the movie theater, but he does it here in the safety in the safety of the uh, of the of the of the MFG dome. Yeah. <laughs> She's hot. Is it always about that? Yeah, you know what? When I heard about that news, I, this funny thought came into my head: if when they introduce her, they start playing the Temptations. Oh, I wish that it would rain. Let it rain. Wow. Let it rain. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I think we should have certain <laughs> bands for this show. Ralph singing one of the top. Me doing impressions? Fuck yes. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you back. Fuck you. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. You're just arguing. <laughs> just like you're not yourself. singing. Yeah, well, I do that all the time. Yeah. And well, you lose. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's the sad winner. part. Yeah, that that's is. The sad part. What else you got, Mike? All right. In what can only be called a questionable decision, CW's Legends of Tomorrow adds ISIS to its heroic ranks. What? Uh, yeah, the superheroine known as Isis has been a staple of DC Comics since the mid-1970s, beginning with the 1975 live-action Saturday morning children's TV show, The Secrets of Isis, then followed by her own eight-issue comic series, which ran from 1976 to 78. The TV and comic origins follow the adventures of high school science teacher Andrea Thomas, who discovered an ancient amulet that granted her flight, super strength, super speed, and powers over the Earth. DC Comics reintroduced Isis in a 2000, in 2002 comic as a goddess, then again in 2006's 52 series as Adriana Tomaz, an Egyptian woman given powers by Black Adam. The CW version of the hero is reportedly a Muslim-American woman named Zara that's living in the year 2030. She's a computer nerd with secret latent powers derived from an ancient mystical source. Now, I can only imagine the joys of parents everywhere when their daughters exclaim, I love Isis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about that right away. 
Yeah. I mean, and mind you, the Isis character has been around for a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Isis obviously is a, you know, mythical figure that's been around for thousands upon thousands of years. You know? Right. But of course, with, with everything going on in the world, I mean, you know, people are going to, you know, at least all the right wingers right. are going to like, you know, lose their shit. You, you know, you couldn't change the name or da 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 da. So I'm wondering how it's going to go. Yeah. Or unless she's going to not be that significant in the series, then it won't fucking matter. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, they probably need somebody new just to freshen up the roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's not that big of a deal. The word ISIS, the goddess ISIS, was way before the yeah. terrorist group adopted it. So Right. But yeah. at the same time, you saw what happened with Archer. I was just going to say that. You know, they, they finally, two seasons ago, removed it. Or three seasons ago, removed it. Yeah, but that's Fox. They don't have a backbone. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> And they fuck shit up. Yeah. Right. What else do you got, Mike? Hot on the heels of news that Joss Whedon would replace Zack Snyder on the helm, um, as the helm of the upcoming Justice League film, reports are coming in that the movie is filming significant reshoots in London. Wow. The reshoots are expected to run through June and July and possibly August and have required the presence of the entire main cast. Holy fuck. Yeah, this is the show that, movie that's coming out in November, by the way. So, I know. So okay. what I'm hearing is that Snyder shit the bed, and the new director's like, all right, we're going to actually make this good. I won't go that far. All right, we're going to make this we're shit. We're reshooting. We're making this shit sandwich into a shit meal? We're reshooting. Okay. <laughs> I put no problems with it being better. Filet um, mignon? Well, as I could finish the sentence. Oh. Uh, <laughs> as such, they have been described as not your standard pickups. So, that, in other words, this happening, it would have made more sense if I was able to finish the sentence. Okay. <laughs> um, it's reshooting to this degree is not standard practice okay. is what they're saying it okay. doesn't mean it's necessarily bad this could be all for the best part of the movie but the point is that this type of ma- major reshooting is not common at all especially for blockbusters wow yeah. well the minute you said reshoot and i'm like wow we're really close i mean yeah. movie wise to release you know even though we're in june it's still like oh my god yeah. you're still tinkering with things yeah. you know it'd be very funny to see if every scene that we saw in the trailers it's not exist. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be about right for DC. I, I think they tend to show us things that are not in their films. Well, Star Wars know? did it too. Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars. Um, That's true um, too. Yeah. So you know, we, we as as consumers, I guess we can get used to that. But um, I was wondering, and you wondered last week. You were talking about how much would Joss Whedon, you know, do right. now that he's at this position. Very interesting. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, I I, I mean, maybe he's giving advice on it, but I can't imagine he's just like we're reshooting because. He's got to get permission for the money. Right. So course. that means that DC itself is like, yeah, <laughs> something needs to be added. And again, whether it's improving or not, maybe just something didn't make sense without it. But again, you're not talking about, oh, we just needed to reshoot like this one scene for clarification. If you're doing reshooting for three, for possibly three months. Right. Ending three months before your film comes out. That's, you know, it's coming a little close. and needing the entire cast back. Maybe it's an eagle thing. He doesn't want Snyder's like stench an, on an it. An eagle thing? Eagle. Ego. 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 Oh, ego. Okay. ego. You know, say it. That's what I said. It sounds like it's an eagle. Ego. Stop swallowing your fucking tongue. Ego. Just All say right. Kurt Russell. He played eagle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a Kurt Russell thing. Oh, there you go. That makes much more sense. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. But wow. Okay, that's, that's big news. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Sony's Pictures announces its clean version initiative for 24 movies. And for some unknown reason, the internet and several movie stars overreacted. I don't have any Wait, idea what? why. What's clean yeah. version? The clean version initiative means Sony Pictures Home Entertainment will begin offering censored TV versions of several of its films, including the first five live-action Spider-Man movies. Now, the films will be available for no additional charge as an added feature of the purchase of the theatrical versions of the films digitally via iTunes, Vudu, or Fandango Now. 
The reason for the initiative is touted as a way for all family members to enjoy their favorite films without worrying about inappropriate content. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which basically what they would do on TV anyway. Well, it is. They said they're releasing TV versions. I'm like, but they had like stars that are like, oh, don't touch our films. I'm like, but your films are shown on TV. Yeah. Already censored. I don't understand why you think this is a big deal. It's not like they're saying we're removing all of the films and the only versions left are the censored versions. Right. They're, they're, they're saying in addition. Which, right. And yeah. it's free. They're right. saying like, hey, just purchase the movie and you get two versions. You know. What's, what people have the problem with is with this word clean yeah. in front of it. Well, I think also the, the that's idea what it is. Yeah, clean, yeah. you know, because that's very subjective. It could right. be, it could be subjective. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it is. I mean, at the same time, I don't know what other word, I mean, you know, because if you censored, that really sounds bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They could just say TV adapted movies. They could, but I think they wanted something that was like smooth. But I agree. I mean, they could have sure. It's not terminology a, that was clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a fine, you know, aged whiskey or something that goes down smooth. But it's, it works. What do you have a thirst for that now? Maybe shit. We should have been to Miles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Mike? All right. In need of a new idea, American creators once again steal from the Brits. Uh, oh God! <laughs> the hugely popular live action TV series, The Misfits is coming across the pond and coming to our televisions. Oh, really? But this time with an American flair. The series, which ran on Channel E4 in the UK from 2009 to 2013, will be rebooted on Disney's Freeform channel. Really? For, yeah. For all the non-cultured uh, hoes at home, the original Misfits concerned five teenage outsiders resigned to community service who get superpowers after being caught in a strange storm. Now, this is the third superhero series scheduled for Freeform, including the already announced Cloak and Dagger and New Warrior series. Hmm. The, uh, there's been no release date provided for the Misfits debut. I want to see how they're going to fuck that up. Uh, hopefully they're doing a job, but I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But at the same time, it also got weird, yeah. the, the series. So, I mean, I, hopefully they fix it. Like, like for instance, like, um, I thought the first, what, two seasons, I think, of, um, of uh, was it Almost Human? No, not Almost. What was it called? Uh, Which one? Uh, the being one, human, being human. Yeah. On on uh, the British version, first two out of the three were excellent. Yep. The last year to suck, but the American version was really right. good. That one. So that's what I'm saying. Like part. they actually improved because I think they saw like what went wrong <laughs> with the British version. You know. Yeah, but was that was sci-fi though, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying that coming to America didn't necessarily mean that they were going to be yeah, shitting all over it. That was sci-fi. Sci-fi gets you know some really good stuff, except for their movies. Yeah. <laughs> what word? <laughs> but come on, freeform. Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's a new channel. So hey, we'll but see. where freeform is part of ABC, which is part of Disney, which is part of Marvel. So you no, know, freeform know was ABC Family. I know, but right. I'm saying AB is ABC, which is Disney, which is part of that family. Uh, so I'm figuring they're not gonna try to fuck it up that much. Well, especially like with Cloak and Dagger. I mean, Cloak and Dagger is called Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. So I'm wondering if it'll be considered part of the entire MCU the t- the TV universe. Yeah, I wonder. Um, by the way, um, before I get to the. Uh, the last piece I have. Did anybody see the Cloak and Dagger trailer? No, yes. I didn't see it yet. Yeah. You don't see like any powers at all. It is so boring. Yeah. Well, you do. You do see her. It's, it's, it's like you I, see her power briefly. At the end. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is the it's most. Like Iron Fist boring? No. It is Stop comparing yourself to Iron Fist. Iron Fist was not that bad. I still haven't seen it yet, but we'll be reviewing it probably on our next podcast. Oh, we're going to fall asleep <laughs> watching it. I'm but, still got to finish it. Go ahead. Yeah. But um, the Cloak and Dagger, it was, it looked like a bad CW tween drama. Yes. Like wow. a bad one. And then you get like a touch of power at the end and, and it didn't help. I mean, it was just, the mo- I'm like, this show better be better than this trailer because this was horrible. I, that trailer <laughs> left me confused. It's like, so what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say this. For those who are listening, if you guys um, see the review and you guys have an opinion one way or another, please hit us up on the Facebook page. Let us know what's going on because I'm definitely interested to know what everybody else's reception has been to it. Yeah. Yes. 
All right, and finally, right. after several years of rumors, the live-action Teen Titans TV series, simply titled Titans, has finally advanced to principal shooting, which is scheduled to begin on September 25th. Hmm. So far, only four team members have been confirmed, Dick Grayson, Starfire, Raven, and Beast Boy, but no actors have been cast for the roles. The Titans are described as a, quote, group of young, soon-to-be heroes recruited from every corner of the DC universe, end quote. So the team lineup could possibly differ from the standard comic book uh, characters. Titans will be, uh, I'm sorry, has executive producers Jeff Johns, Greg Blonte, and Sarah Schechter, who all did the Arrows, DC, Legend of Tomorrow's, Flash, and Supergirl. Right. The series will air on Warner Brothers' new DC Comics branded digital platform that will launch in 2018. Hmm. No official release date has been announced. Yeah, they're doing the CBS thing. Oh, we got a new show that's not on our TV channel. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I saw, and the, the, they're going to do... Um, Season three of uh, Young Justice on there too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Oh, um, by the way, before um, I ask you if that's only quick news, which I know is only quick news, um, what, do you, don't ask me. Who do you guys? Who do you? Fuck you. Who? <laughs> no, I said fuck you. Um, who do you foresee as the fifth member? Because obviously they're gonna go cyborg. Because they're trying to push cyborg for maybe Justice League and not confuse it with the movies. Who could you see being the fifth member of this Titan team? Well, Someone you, useful. They, you can't use Kid Flash. Cause nope. You, or right. Impulse, because I'm probably sure they're going to use Impulse I, I, in... I already got the answer. Flash. Blue Beetle. Most likely. You would, you could, because that would be the same or very similar to that. Or but Tara. That, but that seems like really expensive. Well, it could be. You know who they could yeah. use? Uh, plus and minus. No. <laughs> I can see that coming in as a joke, but I know. But I think, I mean, I think if anything, you're going to do that. If, like, you can't do the Archer. You can't do Flash. You can't do Cyborg. Well, you could do... Uh, Artemis. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, oh, yeah. Well, they haven't done used Artemis by name, have they? Not yeah. really. Or is, is that the is that, that, was, that oh, was the girl that turned I seen, on them? I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Oh. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Okay. <laughs> Why am I covering my face? <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Mike, is that all your quick news? Yes, and cover your face more often. Oh, shut up, <laughs> Ralph. Quick news. Okay, stop. All right. <laughs> before, before I get, to, I have some quick news, real quick, and it's something that I don't know that you guys knew. Just warning: this won't be quick. Shut up. Um, actually, it will be quick. Um, I know that we talked about uh, Man of Steel for a bunch of times. We've beat the shit out of it. And, we've, and, and I know there's parts of us that, that feel like, well, if Nolan and Jeff Johns was part of the writing team, why the fuck did they write that? I found out that, or and maybe you knew this, Mike, that there was supposed to be a way different ending for Superman. Oh. A way different ending. Jeff Johns and Nolan didn't want Zod to die. Okay. They wrote it so that he was sent back to the Phantom Zone. Well, There's a couple it, of other it changes. It wouldn't make sense for several reasons, like, you know, a villain to bring back. Yeah, and, and, and plus, you know, in, Superman doesn't kill. And, right. But, of course, you know, you know who you know who nixed that? Snidey. Snidey. <laughs> Snidey, Snidey man. <laughs> well, you got your choice, guys. Either I have Superman snap his neck or I have Zod go back to the Phantom Zone. Superman also gets sent back there and gets prison raped by Zod in the, in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, when I read that, I was like, well, that makes... Because I was like, how could Nolan and John sign off on this ending? Yeah. You know, because the, the Batman films didn't end like that. You know, I mean, there was... You can question some of the other Batman well, films, but... All the villains did die in the Batman films. Not, not Joker. Joker didn't die. I thought he did die. No, he didn't oh, die. No, no, he was, put away. He, he was abducted. I mean, yeah, he just did die. Har- I think Har- that's why. Harvey died. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Harvey died. Bane's dead. Yeah. And the Scarecrow R- didn't R- die until later. Raja Raja Ghul died. In quotes. And the Scarecrow died in the third film, right? Did he kill him? Did no. Oh, he, he didn't kill him. him? He didn't Couldn't him. remember yeah. if Bane killed him or not. No. Oh, okay. But 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 that's but I'm just like how are these great writers there and 
you know, that, this happened. And, that, yeah. and I read that, I was like, oh, wow, so that makes a lot more sense. It does make sense. Yeah, Sad so, but true. Well, it makes me feel a little bit better. Like, okay, well, maybe they'll have more pull on the next film. Because right. I like Jeff Johns as a writer. I always yeah. did. All right, so well, let's Well, go. the next Superman film is called ne- Next Snapper, so I don't know. <laughs> 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 good, good segue, because Wonder Woman uses Snap Next. <laughs> Not only with her beauty, and the comic book, too, but that's another story. All right, so let's get to the main topic. Obviously, I gave it away. Our review, for, you know, the main topic for today is the review of Wonder Woman. So with the synopsis, is the guy who probably wears a corset better than I do, but he has no gut, and I have a gut, so if it's better on him. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Just push your gut up into one big boob. Whoa. No, no, I'm not doing muffin top, okay? <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Wonder Woman is the fourth installment in the DC Extended Universe. The film represents Warner Brothers' first successful outing for a female-led live-action superhero film. <laughs> Catwoman. Um, <laughs> the film is directed by Patty Jenkins with a screenplay by Alan Heinberg. Wonder Woman is the first live-action film to have the title character as its lead since the character was created by William Moulton Marston and appeared in All-Star Comics number 8 in October of 1941. The story of a superpowered Amazonian princess who leaves Paradise Island, a.k.a. Themyscira, to fight in World War II on the side of the Allies has been popular among comic readers for more than 75 years. The 2017 feature film was produced on a $149 million budget, but has so far earned more than $129 million domestic and has gotten more than $300 million worldwide. Wonder Woman has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 93% and a Metacritic score of 76 out of 100. Wow. That's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with Metacritic. Um, all right, synopsis. If explaining the birds and the bees wasn't hard enough for parents, now they have to explain how clay fits in. <laughs> and no one wants to start a conversation about a gritty vajayjay or a sandblasted <laughs> wee-wee. <laughs> Diana, princess of the mascara, defies her mother, steals valuables, and leaves under cloak of night with a strange man, acquiring new powers and abilities as easily as a black evening gown acquires cat hair, Diana, princess of Team NASCAR, joins Steve <laughs> Trevor and his crew to fight not-yet-Nazis and bring hope to those falling victim to German forces during the Great War. She is not in satin tights, but she's fighting for their rights and the old red, white, and blue Union Jack. <laughs> Witnessing the horrors of war on those unable to fight back, Diana, princess of the Masterpiece Theater, uses her <laughs> mystical weapons, her wisdom, her strength, and above all, her intense compassion for all living things to beat the holy shit out of anybody <laughs> with a penis and a German accent. Uh, but is mankind the willing aggressor of these atrocities? Or is Ares, the god of war, manipulating everyone? Can Diana, princess of I'm watching Scarface, make a hawk a dove, stop a war with love, and make a liar tell the truth? Well, yeah, she's Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right, it's starring Gal Gadot as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. Robin White as General Antiope. Danny uh, Huston as Eric Ludendorff. David Thewlis as Sir Patrick Morgan and someone else. Connie Nielsen as Queen Hippolyta. Elena Anaya as Isabel Maru, Dr. Poison. Lucy Davis as Etta Candy. Saeed Takmawi as Samir. Ewan Bremner as Charlie. And Eugene Brave Rock as Chief. All right, well done, Mike. So before we get into talking about Wonder Woman, Ralph, press the button that we paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that spoiler warning is brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. I fucking hate you guys. Stush. And <laughs> you went with a second stush to, to do that? All right. All right. So let's get into it. Wonder Woman, the, the movie that DC should have done 30 years ago. 
Oh, I'm sorry. They did a Wonder Woman movie, but it wasn't really that good. It was a TV movie? No, it's only they've never done an actual film. They've only done TV. A TV movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Wonder Woman, the actual motion picture. This is something that I've been waiting for for I would say all my life because I've been waiting for it since Joss Whedon wrote a script that was supposed to star Charisma Car- Carpenter from Buffy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that was that was back I think in the early 2000s. And I, and I would trust Joss with any franchise. That's just me. But yeah. that's another story. Um, so um, let's get into it. Wonder Woman. Now, it begins with... The, it's funny because in the beginning, it starts off with the whole bat, um, the, the, the BVS backdrop, like where we were left off. Right. You know, and Wonder Woman's actually working, I guess, for Bruce Wayne. Well, she, no. yes, she's working, she's working for the Louvre. Yeah, she yes. works for the Louvre. That's yes. the, the, you can always tell by the, the pyramids, the glass right. pyramids. But yeah, she's working there as some kind of like antiquity curator, something like that, I think. And that gets us into our story about her flashing back. You know, I, um, Bruce Wayne sends her a picture, the picture that we've seen in BVS. Right. Did you look closely at that picture? What, what about her? Because the, 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 the Scottish dude, he's black in the picture. Maybe, maybe he's dark, dirty. Maybe he's just dark Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not the same guy. So they didn't. Are you sure it just wasn't another? Person? No, they, they didn't fix it. Well, it was. It was another. No, person. I mean, you sure it just wasn't another person in the picture at that time? Like maybe it was them plus another guy. No, there was no oh, other guy. There. Okay. Did you actually look 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 at that? Yeah. Get out of here. All right, well, we'll have to check that out. But so that's how we get into the story. So basically, the story is kind of like a flashback. Yeah. It's not a, a, um starting directly from her intro. Right. It's saying, okay, this is where I am now. Let's, let me tell you a tale about that. How did you feel about that device of getting us into the story? Um, lazy, but effective. If you felt lazy? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, in, it's just kind of awkward to be like, oh, I remember that time when it's just, oh, let's just get to the point. <laughs> you know? um, but I mean, nonetheless, it was fine. I, I had no problem with it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a commonly used device. Uh, it worked well with this one. I mean, I, it, I didn't feel it was lazy, but I felt like it was unnecessary. I felt like, you know, you could yeah, have just... they could have just started the film. That's why I'm like... It's, you could have started when she was talking about when she's flashing back and saying, I remember... Da, 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 da. Right. Just start from there. Right. You know, because then when you come back later on into the movie and, and see where she's at... Right. That know, oh, been, okay. Right, yeah. right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was, that's why I thought it was lazy. I'm like, you just didn't put any thought to it. You just said, oh, let's start from there. I'm like, well, you yeah. didn't need to. But again, it didn't harm right. anything. So we go to Themyscira... How beautiful is the setting? Holy yeah. shit. Well, you know that's a real place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's some Italian, some like, it's basically a ghost town of some Italian village. Really? Yeah. I know, it was, I know it was in Italy, but I didn't know it was like yeah. a ghost town. Yeah, there's no one that really lives there. So they use it, the, uh, things filmed. I think they filmed Quantum of Solace there or something like that, pieces of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm sure they jazzed it with some more CGI, like with the waterfalls and stuff like that. Um, Italy. the mascara look like it does. Italy's one of the places I definitely want to go to. Yeah. Gigi, keep it in mind. Go ahead. She'll go there alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know that big, like, palace thing that was on the top of the hill? Mm-hmm. That's my summer home. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, summer home, summer not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was really I thought it was really beautiful. I didn't think they were, they were going to go all the way back to her being you know a six or seven year old. But it was kind of cool. To well, watch at least that. she wasn't called Wonder Tot like she was in the old comics. No way, Wonder Tot. <laughs> yeah, well, she was also the there you know back when um there was like Superboy and all that stuff. Yeah, and Super Baby. Don't forget there was as well. I yeah. remember. So it seemed like the American public that read the comics was in love with it. So that she. There was a time when, you know, there would be Adventures of Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl, when it was her as a teenager, not the Wonder Girl we know, and then Wonder Tot when she was still a little toddler. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed, you know, and they kept it quick. And, I, and yeah. I bring this up specifically because I felt like there's parts where you needed to just be quick and to the point and hit mm-hmm. certain points so that you understand where she comes from. And there's certain points where they kind of stretched it up too right. long. 
But I felt like you know the 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 kid scene was what we needed. It was to the point you saw you know the players involved and mm-hmm. and how she got involved in fighting and how her mother didn't want her to fight. Right. Um, now when she became older, did you um, did you did you feel it was I don't know I, I felt a slight disconnect. I don't know why. Did you feel that in, way? In what kind of way? I don't know. Like I I, I don't know. I, I'm they talk about the teenage years and you know and that's like not even brief. They, they go toddler to like right before she's getting ready to leave the island. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because there's only an actress like for like what a scene yeah. <laughs> of her like in in the middle years. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I just I don't remember that clearly. So I guess it didn't affect me one way or the other. I didn't feel like I I don't think I missed anything in the middle. I, I guess because Wonder Woman for me, that's the whole point is that you know there was unlike Superman in the comics, there really in reality was never a super you know there was never a Wonder Girl really right you know I guess so, that, saying, yeah. so that she was just Wonder Woman getting ready to leave the island that's just what I'm always waiting for her to leave yeah you know, you know just like just like my you know the parents are always <laughs> 17 <laughs> out of high school leave get out of here <laughs> leave, leave paradise home here's your tiara <laughs> go um, and, and I mean I did like the way they explained the, all, all the other things like, like the sword and you know the, how they kind of broke that stuff mm-hmm. down the training sequences were great what did you guys think of the training se- like the fighting sequences I thought they were good yeah they yeah. were really good well isn't oh. that one professional like fighter or something like that the black woman that played Artemis I think yeah. she's like a real fighter yeah so I don't follow the sport so I'm not sure I don't know that either yeah one of the great things about this movie is that you see all those stunts that were done, mm-hmm. those were all actual stunt women. I was, was about to say, they just hired was, stunt women. Yeah. It wasn't men in, in drag. Right. It was actual stunt women showing off the skill that they have. Well, all the stunt men from 300 were really pissed about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I lost weight for that. <laughs> right. Um, let me ask you this before, before I keep moving on. A lot of the people, a lot of the women, or I'll say feminists that I speak to, had a problem with the way of the look of all the Amazons on the island. Why? Because they were really attractive. They're real attractive, really in shape, all that stuff, you know. So, do they not know who Amazons are? Well, we were talking about the fictitious version of Amazon. I mean, Amazons are just a group of women as a tribe, so they would be in various shapes and sizes and age groups. They're all they weren't. <laughs> you know, they're all warrior women, though. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're on an island that's not under attack by anybody. Like, you still like train. They, well, you, right, you can, but they, I mean, the point still is, you know. But it's the same thing with 300. I mean, they were, you know, they were all bred to fight. They were all in good yeah. shape, you know, so, I mean, that. Yeah, I, but but I, guys don't have that stereotype because if, if they had all been heavy guys, nobody would have batted an eye twice about that, you know. That's true. You know, but if, they, let's put it this way. If, if these women had all been 30 pounds overweight, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The silence hit the room right there, like, Oh, <laughs> and then actually, actually, I, I, I would, I actually wouldn't mind because I think, because one thing about Wonder Woman, it got me thinking about wrestling, and I know that sounds weird, but let me, give me a second. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the wrestling, the, 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 the female wrestlers, they only made them only attractive. You know, all of them had to be attractive, and like, um, um, not, 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 not playing. You mean like the fabulous Moolah? No, no, I'm talking about so talking about recent after, years. No, I'm talking, I'm talking about for maybe the past. 10 years, right. they only had to be like play, former Playboy models and stuff like that right. who had to learn how to wrestle. And then now they're starting to get back to um, athletic and different looks. Okay. And like women who are heavy, women, you know, right. so, so now you have all these different looks and it's not about, you know, one type of woman. And I wish right. they would have done that same thing for Wonder Woman. But I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, no, I, I, mean I was like, okay, they're warriors. We didn't see the other women. We just saw the warriors, mm-hmm. the one who were constantly fighting. Well, I think that's, but like, like Rob was saying, I mean, there, that is the whole island, I think. I mean, except for, less, I guess, if you're older, then maybe you've gone into other things that you're not being a warrior. But even the older women we saw were all fit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like the the healer woman was, and it's also it's an island where the women don't die because they're 
protected by the magic, so right. they don't really get too old. Right. At, while we're on the island, did you feel like this was a totally different tone than the other DC movies? Yeah, it seemed... Well, it has many different tones, I felt, because at the beginning, it was it was a happy tone, and then when, when she leaves the island and she's discovering the new world, she has this sort of like childish wonder to her, because mm-hmm. she's seeing everything for the first time. Right. And then it turns more serious when she gets to the front lines. Oh, yeah. And then towards the end, it's a little bit sad and more emotional. Right. But I think it was, I think I think Patty Jenkins as a director handled handled it really well. Oh, I yeah, feel I like mean, you know all different, different tones, but just watching from the beginning, I felt like it was different. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the beginning was it wasn't dark. Well, it was it was an innocent age. I mean, like, that's the whole point. It wasn't just that it was happier or lighter because I mean it got dark really fast once the Germans showed up. Um, <laughs> So but it always I mean, seems it, to it get was, dark when the Germans yeah, show up. There isn't innocence. It, it's not just that it was brighter. It's just there was innocent. I mean, the island, like you said, as much as they may be practicing the fight, you know, they're not exactly expecting a fight, and you know, and life seemed to be going on. And so, um, yeah, I, I do feel it's different. But again, nothing that was bad about it or anything along that line. And how did you guys feel about the way the um, how they showed how um, Paradise Island was protected by this shroud of you confused. know confused? Because oh. there's night and day in in Paradise Island, as we saw. Yeah. When exactly and why would it be different than night and day anywhere else? Because that just seems like unnecessary magic. Because when the Germans show up, it is like not only foggy but it's pitch black night where they are. Well, well, what it's what it is is I, I asked that question too, and the answer that I came to was that um, as they approach the island, mm-hmm. the cloud you get cloud cover that comes up and makes it dark okay. and foggy. I can see that. So that anybody who's approaching it gets confused and sort of like steers away. Yeah, but when they did an overhead shot of them showing up, it was dark. It was it was definitely night. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 there's, no, no. Cl- there's tons of cloud cover that just makes everything dark. I, I, I got to watch it again because I, I could have sworn it was night, but I think that's a decent explanation. Like oh, anybody gets with, yeah. a certain, with a certain proximity of it, the, the clouds it, get it darker. It just gets getting darker, and then once you pass the veil... Then you see the true, okay. true I mean, light. It works for me. I mean, it sounds yeah. good. But, but they looked, just didn't explain it. So it was just weird. It's yeah. like, why is it night there yeah, and day even, here? If that you seems notice, like unnecessary magic. Cause, yeah, because if you notice, like when uh, when uh, um, Chris Pine's character is telling the story of how he got away. Right, he leaves. It's daytime. He leaves. It's well, daytime. That was, well, that was confusing me as well. They because chase I'm like, him. It's daytime. Like, how is it that it was nighttime by the time he got to that island? So right. as he gets closer to the island, it's just the cloud cover right. comes and he just gets really dark. Right. And see that thing, and, the, and the fog confuses right. him. But see, that kind of a thing, though, is what and I'll bring it up later on as we're talking, is that there's those are like there's small things. But that's the problem in storytelling in the movie, like where there's small things that they just kind of let go. And you're like. I still have questions, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like questions that are like in in a certain part stopping me from moving along in the movie. Like that was one of them because when he took off in the plane, I noted to me, I'm like, well, it's daytime. Even if it's in the middle of the afternoon, he would have had to be flying for hours on yeah, and, on and limited fuel. Those, you know? those planes no, at they that time that they far. don't fly that far. I mean, yeah. I, I would say they probably have like what an hour, an hour and a half worth of fuel, probably maybe two, depending you know? on the maneuverability yeah. too, something right. like that. You know. Now speaking of Chris Pine, now Chris Pine lands on the island, and we all know the story about Wonder Woman finding Steve Trevor. How did you feel about their chemistry in the beginning? You know, did you feel like it, it worked? It wasn't forced. No. Okay. I mean, I, I I thought I mean the awkwardness that was there was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, still. Whether or not I, I still find it awkward that like right away she's smitten by him because it's just weird. Well, it's you like know. The, it's the first dick you see. 
Yeah, but you know? that's the point is that like, you know, there's still no reason that she's just smitten by him. You know, like it's just one of those things. But do you think it was smitten or do you think it was more curious and kind of like in awe because it's the first well, time? Well, it was both. For her, I, it was I feel like both. it was more smitten later on. Like, right. Like, you know, I felt like it was more, I felt it was more, um, just a lot more curiosity just seeing, you know, yeah. this being that's, I've never seen a male before. Right, except for, I guess, in books. I mean, because yeah. she knew what the guy was and stuff like that. Like I said, I mean, I, I definitely think there was a smitten, but I think it was mine. I do think it was more curiosity. And I, I, and I like that because that's where they not only turn the tables on uh, the normal play of sexuality that we get in superhero films, because, you know, usually the guy sees the beautiful woman and, you know, la, 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 la. But here they not only twisted it, but then also added the extra thing of her seeing him as more of curiosity. Right. You know, the fact that, like, uh, where he's, you know, butt naked in front of her and she's she's just still quizzing him and she's still staring at him directly, but like staring at him in the face, yeah. right. not objectifying him at all, nope. which is like no matter how much they try and do it in like, you know, your typical male superhero movie, even if he's trying to be noble, he's still like, oh, look at her. You yeah. know, whereas here it was just like, no, nope, what's this? What's that? What's going on with this? Yeah. And I like the fact that he and where they also did the reversal is he was a little bit more prudish. Yeah. Like, you know, even though he's a guy, you're thinking like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah. I can get it on now. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, uh. Learn, <laughs> learn from that, Ralph. <laughs> well, he, he was most probably like, I just saw this chick kick ass like crazy. I'm not going to like, you know, poke the bear. Well, well he didn't see stick. her necessarily kick right. ass, well, kick ass until when, oh, when the German showed up and then they had that big battle right. scene. It was pretty funny, though, with that when the, the scene where he's coming out of the, the bath. Right. And she's like. Are you the typical representation of your species? Are you are the average man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say I'm above average. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably thinking, "Thank God this water was warm and not cold." <laughs> and what's and what's interesting is that um, that selection. There's some things I've had problems with this movie. One of the things I didn't have a problem with was the way they handled sexuality in some instances, mm-hmm. and, and the way the curiosity of talking about sex and talking about that stuff. I actually was okay because. I could bring a kid to watch it and it can go right over their head. Right. And where, where a teen will be like, oh, okay. And then an adult like, oh, all right. what you're saying. It was funny when um, they're on the boat and they're on their way to, to uh, England. And then they're having that little back and forth about mm-hmm. laying together. And then she's like, well, I read all six books on it was like Plato's theories of uh, sexuality or whatever. Right. And she's like, but I don't think he would like it. He's like, why? Well, because it ultimately concluded that a woman doesn't need a man to right. give her pleasure. Right. Just needed for reproduction, yeah. not for pleasure. That right. shit was hilarious. Yeah. I'll say this about that scene when when they finally leave. I felt like that was a little long, and I kind of and I know you agreed. You had yeah. said that before. I, well, it was for me every scene with just the two of them that was building on their romance. I felt every one of those scenes was too long. I'm not saying that there shouldn't have been romance in the building on it. I just felt that they could have, uh, you know, smartened up the use of time. I, it, for me, they all dragged a bit. I, I feel like, I mean, it, it took a while to get to that point. And, and when we get to England, it feels like it's long there, too. I feel like they could have used a lot of that time to explain her what power set she has. Well, yeah, they did not explain that. Like I said, it's kind of like how we're talking about the how the island was hidden. Like, her powers, I, I was fine with whatever power she had. It's just that they didn't explain anything so that she just seemed to be acquiring powers. Like one after, but but then without any reasoning behind them. They explained the last so well because you see the, the, the queen uses right. Hippolyta uses it. Um, they ex, they show the clanging of the bracelets, right. which they didn't really explain. Well, they don't explain at all why it yeah. emits a force. But then you were saying, okay, you're assuming it's a it's mystic, gonna be later on. There's something mystical that you assume. I mean, it's either her or it's mystical. You don't know which. You yeah, know? But, he, but at least it's, explain 
it's, right. it's, it's not the bracelets. It's actually her. Right, but I'm saying, but but at no point though, even at, by the end, it's still not defined. It's not the, it's not they, they still don't they, they still don't define if it's her or the bracelets. I mean, we just know she's capable of doing something with that. No, but and uh, she's not even in control of it. Yeah. it it's her. It's not the bracelets because at the when she's training and she first does it, she's wearing different bracelets. Is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but, but either way, once again, that's some you had to be really that observant. I missed that. You know yeah, what I'm I just assumed she had the same bracelet. I mean, yeah, I know she no. stole the outfit, but I assumed she had the same. The only one, thing they really yeah. explained is like some of her strength that she's able to jump and she claws into the wall to go get right. the um the, the sword uh, the, the the god killer sword. Right. Yeah. You know they they show her going into you know climbing in and doing that stuff. Right. They don't show her doing the things that she does later on, which right. But also even just that alone, like um like what we saw there is that the the Amazons when the Germans show up, the Amazons are quite capable of defending themselves. Obviously, they're outgunned literally outgunned but they are capable of defending themselves just not against modern weaponry right um as well but they're not all amazons in all the comics even even the tv show and even that horrible movie which i still love from the 70s all the amazons are stronger than normal people yeah wonder woman is just the best of them all you know right. because she's gifted by the gods etc etc so she, she's you know, the best yeah around uh, nothing's I, ever going to keep her down I don't know. He doesn't know that song. He yeah. didn't watch Karate Kid. <laughs> he didn't watch Karate Kid. <laughs> and, and now I'm happy I didn't. Oh, but, <laughs> no! Anyway, go ahead. But anyhow, so the point is, they're, they're not super strong. So uh, once again, so from her first use of power after the bracelets do what they do, or she does what the, she does with the bracelets, she decides, oh, I can jump this huge chasm. Why? Right. Th there's nothing you've ever done in your life that has let you believe you could you jump. That. Yeah, you could jump like 50 feet across. You know why not? It, it reminds well, because that's not good storytelling. Yeah. You know that's that's just not. You know? Yeah, is there taking a hunch and there's no, there's no reason on why she took that hunch. Right. Just like you know. So then when she slips and falls, you know, trying to climb. And fine, she saves herself by grabbing on something else. But then she's like, she just looks at her fist and's like, hmm, punch into the wall. And I'm like. Why would you think you could punch through rock? You, you're, you're a woman now. At some point through your teenage years, have you ever noticed that you've never crushed a rock with your bare hands? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was things like that. And then it only progressed so that by the time we got to the German town, um, and like I said, that one scene where she just decides to run and she, she, she shoulder slams into that tank. Yeah. Why? And then she then, after that, flips it. And I'm like, yeah. but how sh why would you think you could do that right and, <laughs> yeah. and that, that that was one of my issues about about the movie they didn't explain that stuff because you want to explain or watch her discover that she has these powers it's not like you, none of the other amazons were doing it you know so it's not like oh i saw you do it so right. i should be able to do it there was none of that right it, it was just like it, it's almost like being very presumptuous to the audience saying well you know she's wonder woman and she's strong right. you know you're okay with that so she, she doesn't even know just it. like her iconic um deflecting the bullets both right. bracelets i mean when she first stops a bullet, that seems more of a reaction by pure accident. My right. hand got in the way, it, the bullet hit the bracer, and that's what happened to deflect it. But then after that, she's like, oh, I can deflect that. I'm like, well, that's a skill that at no point has anyone ever observed on the island. You know? I think the way that she rationalizes to herself is that since she was created by the gods, in mm -hmm. essence, by what her mother told her, she, I guess, figures she's not human fully and that she has abilities because of this god. Well, so she doesn't. She doesn't know about her being a uh, being well, part she was, god. She was formed by clay yeah. and blessed by the god. Yeah, but blessed by the god. But she don't think she's. You know, she says, she doesn't know she's a demigod. Yeah, no, no. But she she knows that she's not fully human. I guess. Yeah. Right. So by that assumption, she probably guessed. Hey, I must have been given some extra gifts by the gods. Right, but that's a weird assumption. I mean, because okay, let's put let's. If you get cut and then you heal real quick, you're probably thinking, hey, what else can I do? 
yeah, but that's not storytelling. Like, that's not an explanation to us. In other words, so, okay, so she's blessed by the gods, so she has the ability to only jump 10 feet in the air. That's it. I mean, that, that could be her only ability. Like, why would you think I could stop a tank? Why would you think I could deflect right. bullets? It, it's not within, a, it's not within <laughs> the know, same like, way. It, for, hero, for, for, for geeks like us, it's the way we think. But in reality, you wouldn't think, oh, I can fly. Can I shoot things out of my eyes? You wouldn't think that. Right, yeah. You missed the, the whole training montage. There was a part, you, you were both asleep during the <laughs> there was and, no, and, and welcome <laughs> to another episode of Ralph Explains was, It All. There was a training Poorly montage edition. where she's like, you know, lifting up. You remember the movie Unbreakable? Oh, stop. Yeah. Okay, where stop. he's like, more, yeah. stop, but, more, but see that, like more. I said, But the thing is, though, and I had mentioned it after we saw the movie, the funny part is, the TV show actually did a better job of explaining her powers than this movie did, which is just unusual since this is her origin story, is that in the TV show, she actually, the, the contest she has to win in order to gain the, uh, the outfit and the lasso and, and, and those yeah. particular bracelet, whatever, in her tiara, she has to win it. And yeah, in that, she that. Ha- they have to show a sign of strength. They ha- she has to um, outrun everyone, so she's fast. She's super strong because she had to lift or bend a metal bar or something like that. They're, one of the main competition is bullets and bracelets. Surprise! It's everything one of the capable to do so that when she leaves the island... Where they had bullets in, in Thermoscara? Yeah. I mean, they can bend any, I mean, they're, 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 they have masters of weaponry and anything they want to build. Oh. Remember, they've gone in... Just like even there, she, they've gone in and out of the island. Okay. Just like even here. They remember? just choose to keep the island a certain way. Right. I mean, yeah. they go in and out, but they don't want anyone else there, you know. Um, but, you know so, but I'm just saying, so that, that gave us everything Wonder Woman can do. It's just that now she's super-powered as well. So, know? wait, what you're saying is that they could act actually had the knowledge in this movie about guns but they just chose not to show that in this movie they could have i mean they haven't established you know how often they leave the island but i mean right. but evidently they can leave the island because there's a boat right <laughs> you know and they and they evidently know where it goes you know now going from Themyscira to london big shift were you guys okay with the fact that they went to london instead of her usual thing which is going to the u.s right and i know a lot of people had issues with that a lot of a lot of people, a lot of conservatives wrote about that recently, really talking about that, that, you know, oh, once again, it's popular to not to not like America. So that's why she went to London instead of the well, U.S. No, it makes more sense that they went to London because during World War One, London. Logistics. Yeah. It's it's just well, logistics. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Was, was but, the hub. And then the fact that Steve Trevor was lent out to the British and was working as a British spy. Right. At the but time. again, but that's justifying the action based off of the story. The whole, the whole point is they could have just written that he wasn't lent out to London. The question is, but then, are we okay with him, with them building the story that it's going through London? Yeah, but then it, it, it wouldn't make too much sense because then the U.S. would be like, all right, so what, what are we going to do about this war in the other country or across the... I agree. I mean, I mean, well, look, I mean, but we already were involved. With the, it wasn't like we were involved with the war, you know. Yeah, but the main command was in, in London. In other words, mm-hmm. like, you know, if she would have went to the U.S., mm-hmm. and I think that's what a lot of people were saying, that she should have went to the U.S. because she represents the red, white, and blue, but forgetting that she is actually representing the world. The world. Right. But, but I think, in a world. But I think D.C. back in the 30s and 40s, you know, had a very America-centric kind of value. So, right. yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I had no problem with her being in London. For me, like I said, when I saw them, when I saw them arrive in London... The moment it was London, I'm like, oh, logistically, that makes much more sense. Only because then they would have to have her in America, have an American big deal about her being there. And then she'd have to either sneak over or be shipped off intentionally over to Europe. Right. You know, so I was like, well, this saves that explanation, you know. Now, oh, were you saying something else? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I felt the London part of, of her getting there, them, um, her speaking with the higher ups uh, for Steve Trevor. And the forming of the team took too long. 
Yeah, I, mean, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it was too long, but uh, well, no, maybe, maybe a touch. It could've, it could've, I would say a touch. It could have been yeah. shortened by ten minutes. They, yeah, been okay. they could have cut the fashion show a little bit shorter. Right. Well, that could have been cut. That that was a little bit too long. And like the the gathering of the crew could have been slightly shorter. Right. Well, I, um, remember when we were talking about uh, our feelings of the trailer for the the first major trailer for Justice League? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I stated, a gathering of the troops is never done well. It is. It always fails. It, you know, it can be better than others, but it always fails. <laughs> I, I always hear is, all right, guys, here's the job. We've got to right. get the crew back together. Yeah, and that's what it's always like. And it's always done poorly because it's really hard to make that interesting. Because even Captain America, it wasn't really that interesting. No, you know? it's never even, interesting. <laughs> and, I knew who, and I knew who the players were in the first Captain America. Yeah. You know, like, like part of the, the, the Howling Commandos. And it was like, yeah. it was still boring. Yeah. Johnny, but, um, Johnny one eye. He's our wheel man. <laughs> Five Finger Joe. He's our escape artist. Goodness. <laughs> what were we gonna say, Mike? Um, actually, I don't remember now. Um, well, yes. I mean, well, I think I think successful. I think things pick up for me. It picked up again once you got to the front line to um, No Man's Land. Yeah. I think that's where things kind of picked up, and you really got. Well, that's to... when we're finally getting well action, action. in an action movie. Um, I mean, I'd like to say I, I enjoyed parts of it. I mean, it was nice what they wanted to show us. Uh, you know, the fact that like uh, that she was. They attempted to disregard anything she had to say or do because she was a woman. And the fact that she stood up for herself, and I like that. Like, you know, even with Steve trying to hush her down, usually it's like, oh, I try and hush her down. Like, usually the, the woman would just stop. But she's like, no, you're not going to hush me down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, first of all, no man has ever told me anything. Yeah. And second of all, even if you were a woman, I've got a right to speak. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, though, that scene when they go to try to talk to the, the, the console. And they're like, well, what's this woman doing here? Right. And then Steve is um, ushering her out. And then he goes to talk to the uh, when they have like that the other smaller meeting. And then she's like, really, you're not going to do it because um, you're being lazy and you just want the soldiers to go out and die. Our generals go and fight with their soldiers. Mm-hmm. And Steve's like, all right, let's go. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm going to tell these people. And I'm pretty sure Steve was like, Bitch, <laughs> we're, st- we're gonna go, all right. We're gonna listen, just bitch. We're gonna right. go, all right. I'm, I'm not gonna listen to them. But oh, you, you gotta be quiet, and then we can go. You yeah. know the thing we, we we really haven't covered right now. Um, how did you feel about the? Because we have the the villains. Well, I was just about to say that when you were talking about how slow London was, the, the thing that we have not mentioned yet is the fact that we had the two villains, Ludendorff and Dr. Poison, right. that even the movie didn't care about. Like, yeah. Like, it, they were... They, they, they marvelized least, it. People are like, more marvelous. No, Marvel at least gives you something with the villain going on. I mean... Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Thor. Which part? I mean, which well, Thor? Well, the second one, I feel like all of the... the, the, the um, what do they call it? Phase two. Mm-hmm. They really don't take a lot of time with their villains. Oh, well, the villains may not be well developed. This one was just common, almost like, oh, there's some plot going on. Like, <laughs> They're like, bad, right? I mean, because I mean, like this one, like 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 I said, I agree that Marvel, especially in their phase two, they really just were kind of like, eh, villains. This one was just like, ah, if if you remove them from the movie, you wouldn't notice. Now, did you guys know that the, the swerve was going to come? Because they talked about how Wonder Woman was quote unquote created and who were the quote unquote villains. And that, you know, they mentioned Ares and, you know, his battle with, you know, with um, Zeus. With Zeus and his father. Yes. So, were, did you know who Ares was right away? I had my suspicions. You know, I mean, because it's just one of those, it's a movie thing, like where you're like, oh, well, this has to be the bad guy. <laughs> you know? I knew it was him from the moment he, he talked. And because, like, he, he looked at, um, at Wonder Woman a certain way where he's like, wait a sec. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I know who you are. You don't good. know who I am, but I know who you are. Dude, All right. That was very creepy, Ralph. <laughs> That's what does it look? Because if you if go back, when the movie comes out, go back and watch. When they first see each other, he stares at her a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, like everyone's staring at her because of her beauty. But right. it's more it's like... Uh, you know, a light bulb in his head that's going right. off. Like, yeah. oh shit, my no, plans. No, no, I are agree. That's off. what I'm saying. Like when I saw him, I'm like, well, I kind of figure out who you have to be by that point. You know, I have no issues with any of the battle sequences, except oh, no, with no. obviously No Man's Land logistically. With if you have a line of people shooting at Wonder Woman, and they're hitting shield and boot, that's all they're hitting, and they're coming from different angles. But I, I was able. It looked really cool. No, it was it was very good. The only problem I had with any scene, and especially in that first battle scene where these unnecessary and we talked about it there obvious backdrop green screen close-ups of her <laughs> like moving in not even good slow motion it was just these weird poses that it's not her i don't fault her at all i mean she's told look tough or look that way or you know it just was weird like it was just these like moments it's almost like a like watching porn you know where the action <laughs> wow, we got we got here though. it took us a while to get here where you're watching the action, but like someone's taking pictures of it, and then you see the stills, and you're like, "That's just not the same." Yeah, thing. I just got finished watching. You know, like, <laughs> it, it was just really out of the way, um, and it and it bothered me only for a moment, and then it would, I'd pick, I'd go back into the film, but I'm like, "That's an odd choice, Patty." And, and, <laughs> yeah. and for those of those who, for those of us who don't watch porn, definitely pick up a porn DVD one day <laughs> just so you can get reference of what Mike is saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> But right. I mean, the, the action sequence. But the action sequence was really, really good. They're really, you know? they were really good. Um, they're um, how they how they brought along Ares and who Ares really was. I mean, it was all right. I just was very surprised um, when he was presented himself as Ares. Yeah, and I'm like, Ares is supposed to be like. Out of war, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like really like, buff and looked right. like he needed like a metamucil timeout for a first second. <laughs> I'm like, yo, he's. I mean, and maybe I sh- maybe that shouldn't be the way I think, but. I'm sorry if you're the god of war, you're not. You know you don't age like that. Right. You know, that's that's me. What right. happened was is all those years of drinking English tea. Ah, there you go. <laughs> but the but the uh, CGI of Ares was really nice. But that you know that was just that whole fourth act that just should never. So have happened. what? Was, so okay, but, let's um, get to it. What was the, the problem with the fourth act? I'm sorry. The fact that it existed, it was bad. It was typical DCU by that point. Yeah, I mean the helmet was wonderful. I mean, yeah, I said everything was beautiful about the look of Ares. It's just that act; it came out of nowhere. Even people that that staunchly, you know, yell at me when I'm like, "The movie's got faults." Oh, what faults? I'm like, "Well, the well, the fourth act." I'm like, "Well, there evidently there's a fault, then, isn't it?" <laughs> you know, um, it's just it's so out of place in the film. Like there's there's no otherworldly supernatural type of 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 hint to the movie. You know, so that like when you get it and you get this full-blown, like, you know, end of Batman v Superman kind of an ending, it just didn't fit the rest of the movie. Because uh, the rest of the movie, was, it was really good. It was a nice anti-war movie. Very right. much an anti-war movie. Um, it, except it was very touching and all that stuff. Uh, it just, I, I just wasn't a fan of that part. How about you, Ralph? Did you, did you and talk about, f- again, an increase of power out of literally nowhere, you know. How did you feel about the fourth act in a nutshell? Cause I know a lot of people had problems with that. Mostly everybody has a problem with that. I'm very forgiving. Uh, no shit. <laughs> so you were okay with so it. So I hated it. My gosh. No, no. I, I I thought it was all right. You know, it wasn't. It did seem like a big leap from her power levels, like going up to this, where she's flying now. Well, and also, I mean, again, like you said, she in the in the at Themyscira, she got either grazed by a bullet or cut with a knife. We don't know which was, but she was injured in some kind of way. She healed pretty rapidly, yeah. but obviously not immediately because that um, bandage had a decent she amount of blood, blood on it. Yeah. Right. To 
an entire city block wide tarmac is thrown down on you and, and you're not it. your hair's not even out of place and i'm like again well, aren't she, you concerned where this power is coming from she's you using know? very good conditioner well there is that <laughs> you know but you know what i mean like i'm like what is her power level exactly yeah you know? it's yeah. over nine thousand. <laughs> it feels it feels like they were setting a tone for three acts and then the fourth act they just threw it out the window and snatter goes fuck it i'm in control now guys i got this let's bring it on home daddy where's the shower rape scene <laughs> Oh, Aries? <laughs> uh, never mind. Let, let me put it out there. Gal Gadot, I take everything back I said when, they, when, we, when we announced oh, on yeah. the Cook News. I take everything back. First we, to apologize on that. I'm like, she can't do it. And she did a great job. She did. I was so impressed. And there was a charm about her. Yeah. It was just like, she felt warm but strong. Mm -hmm. It was a combination that I looked at. I was like, wow, I think I got a crush on Gal Gadot I, right now. I just want to say, I told you so. To both of you, because well, I go. actually believed in For her. One, okay. I'll, I'll, I will take. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, I remember Mike and I were dogging it. I, I want to jump on this now before Please we go. before the end, because I want to mention this now. Yeah. So this is an an unusual thing. Now you know we actually just got finished talking about earlier uh, Superman with his neck snapping and you know how that was a crime that was committed with the movie. Right. Um, after watching Batman v Superman, you know we're like, look, you know Batman's just shooting people. Da da da. This is wrong. We're all oddly comfortable with the fact that she was killing people left and right, down to the fact of like the way she no, killed I'm Ludendorff. So, I'm so like, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, the no, fact that right. we didn't bring it up. And I don't know how I feel about that because, again, I mean, they didn't go into. Well, actually, no, she does talk about how she's there to help the world. You know, she's trying to bring peace to the world, and it's like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not one of these people that gets confused with. Well, if you're bringing peace, you can't do any violence. No, that's not the truth. Sometimes you have to fight. Sometimes you have to defend or right. whatever. But like, it was there were times also a level of viciousness to her attacking that it's like, well, are we just accepting this because Amazons are fighters or I, I, like, why are we, you know, and I don't, when I say we, I don't mean us no, no, I understand. here, but why are like, I don't, that's one thing I don't read in any review, anyone talking about her killing. But I think, well, I think part of that yeah. is because she, you know, she is a warrior. That's her by nature. It's not like she's Superman. Who's a hero, but he's not a warrior. Right. And Batman is a detective and a crime fighter, but not a who warrior. was trained by a league of assassins. But, but, he, but, he, but he chooses not to. So could Wonder Woman. But I'm saying, you know, she's coming to the world <laughs> right. trying to get rid of Ares in her head. You know, that's part of her being naive. I'm, I'm, well, am I totally okay with it? I'm not totally okay right. with it, but I think once, and I like that moment when she killed um, Ludendorff and was like the war didn't end and on multiple levels number one spoilers you're not Aries number two men are going to do what they want to do right. you know it's not only a, a compulsion over somebody else taking them over right I think one of the things that makes it easier to accept this the fact that there was no blood shed at all right well there was they, they, they did the Wolverine and the X-Men movies yeah you know? yeah that was definitely there was sure there was tons of killings but you didn't see any blood so it didn't mm -hmm. seem as gory or as, as horrible yeah but still the, my question still is though like why are we okay with not just again not just us I'm talking about even critically you know anything you read is often talking about why did Superman kill why did Batman kill you know or why did he even use a gun da 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 Wonder Woman not a word <laughs> it's just kind of interesting, you know, I, I, and it's also interesting, you. like what I've mentioned with the animated series. The only one that generally is going around killing in the animated movies is Wonder Woman, and everyone seems okay with that. And I'm like, but Wonder Woman in the comics, not saying that she'd never kill anyone. And of course, we know the big one where she killed Mac Lord, but the point is, Wonder Woman was anti-killing as much as Superman and Batman in the comics. So why are we seem comfortable with her doing it now? Well, you know, uh, I guess there's that, that old rule that says, you know, if you can give life, you can take it. So. I, I well, well, she wasn't yeah. spouting them out, so what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what she's producing from Clay. 
<laughs> uh, wow, that was, that Gumby. Was, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> anything, anything else you want to mention before we go to ratings? Yeah, like what did we think about the fact that um, you know we left Amazon, uh, we left uh, Paradise Island. I'm going to call it Paradise Island because it was only called Paradise. I mean, it was called Paradise Island for most of her career. Um, but we left Paradise Island again. All the women fit fine and beautiful, right? And then Etta Candy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. what was up with that? It's funny, you're not the first person to mention that. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that Eddie Candy should have been a, a hot, attractive woman. What I'm saying, though, is that, like, you know, for a movie that is, you know, for women to like, be like, hey, you know, we're equals, we're all here, da 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 da. But the funny comic release is a short, fat woman of, of middle age or more. No, I don't, no, don't want <laughs> to sound like um, somebody that is believing in, 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 like, part of the boys' club. Right. But there's a part of me that says, well, because it is. The 30s? 40s? 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean... It's the First World War. So these are the, the teens. No, oh, that's right. Sorry, what am I talking about? The Great War. Well, well then, even more so... This you know, doesn't know his history. You know, if we're talking about, you know, who's involved in the war, there were no women fighters. Right. So, you know, I mean... There was, so I, I, they just get fat? No. No, <laughs> no I'm just saying, they, they, they could have had... They, they, they could have maybe... Maybe they had difficulty trying to bring in other women into... You know, once you got past... Paradise Island to get other women involved. I was like, oh, maybe you can add them as part of the group. Well, nobody was really fighting unless you were right. like a spy or something. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it is something that has been brought up to me numerous times. Well, like I said, because it's an odd thing. Oh, you know, another thing I thought was interesting, especially because uh, when we saw the film, uh, the audience out there, uh, we saw it with quite a few women as well with us, which was great. Yes. And um, it was interesting from a woman's point of view because I thought that uh, the fact that, excuse me, Diana and Steve had sex was very unnecessary to the film. I mean, it, in fact, I actually believe it would have been better if they had never had sex so that their love was just, it was love. It was pure. But it, right, it was that's just that's a pure that's love. That's yeah, not right. that it's not pure. Right, to, but, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would have been better because then it would have just been like she really, you know, lost his love. It wasn't only about lust. It was, right. it was about like, I care for you in right. such a deep way. No, but, I agree. But the women I talked to, um, that they brought it up. I didn't even ask them about it. They were like, yeah, that sex scene was just unnecessary. And I'm like, oh, it's interesting from a female point of view. Because I guarantee you most guys are like, oh, it's fine, one way or the other. I mean, it's not like they show anything. But like, I think most guys are just like, yeah, it seems reasonable. Whereas, you know, most women are like, it wasn't really necessary. Yeah, I, I <laughs> agree. That, no, definitely, I agree. Ralph, anything you want to add before ratings? What about her very rapidly shorting skirt? People keep talking about that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like... Well, it was knee group. length. It was knee length when she first started, and then when at the very, very end, that thing is like close to her vag, <laughs> and you don't see anything. Did you just say vag? Vag. Okay. Vagina. I know. Pussy. That. You want? Is that better? No, 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 no. Just using vag. Her chocha. You like that one, bro? That's the nastiest <laughs> one. Why don't you just say krika and get it over with? That's nasty. Go ahead. So it, was, it just keeps getting getting shorter and shorter. And then no one's like, okay. Well, what it turned out is that all of her power was in that. So as she used it, it used up the shirt. (laughs) That makes sense. All right, let's get to it, gentlemen. Renaming the film. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to call it Wonder Woman. Fight, fight, fight. Oh, and love. (laughs) Mike? I call it Fat Shaming, the mascara style. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph? Wonder Woman. Love will conquer all. Oh, my God. Everybody was saying that when we walked out of the the theater. That thing. I love woodcock. Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> Go back to work. All right. Yeah, oh, wow. a damn thing all day. Go to that kitchen and make me some pie. Jump out that window <laughs> into that dramatic pose that we don't know what fight you're going for right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows in war, it's fight, 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 shoot, dramatic pose. 
Fight, 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 shoot, dramatic pose. That's true. That's the... the, Should relationships be like that? Argue, 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 argue. Sex, dramatic pose? Yes. I'm just translating from fight to like, you know, and shoot, you know. (laughs) I shoot. Anyway, um, ratings for Wonder Woman. Ralph? I give Wonder Woman eight uh, unbreakable god swords. Whoops, I guess it is breakable out of ten. Wow, you just spoiled that (laughs) shit at the end. Or at least wait to the end. Um, I'm going to go with... Eight clashing bracelets and destroying everything within a 100-foot radius. Meanwhile, I don't know how I did it out of 10. And didn't decide to use it again. What the hell was that? Until the end. But I'm like, I'm like all that fighting when they were fighting the Germans. I'm like, click, click, boom, boom. <laughs> I mean, am I confused on this? Hello. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Everyone knows, uh, you know, if you clink, it just takes a lot out of you. You got to, like, rest, maybe smoke a cigarette. Shut up. Or <laughs> oh, her, her bracelet's flaccid? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not talk about flaccid with, with, with a bunch of 40-year-olds. Let's go. <laughs> I give it eight. Absolutely no one is shocked or scared of a woman that flipped the tank out of ten. That town, <laughs> it's, it's the teens. They still believe in witches a little bit. That town wasn't concerned at all that this whore-dressed woman, first of all, <laughs> yeah. as, as you know, the townswomen are, are translating this, this whore of a woman just flipped the tank. And everyone's like, hey. I'm like, no, they would have kind of gotten out the torches by that point. <laughs> witch. Yeah. He's a witch. <laughs> Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. <laughs> so there you have it. Wonder Woman. Look, I know we took a little bit longer for this review, but it definitely warranted. Now, do we wonder if there's going to be a sequel? Hey, I don't know. But hey, don't go anywhere. Don't. Don't. Geeks on the go. It's next. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Hey, comic fans, Cheyenne and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into larger-than-life heroes and tights, a.k.a. professional wrestling, then head on over to 4lifepodcast.com for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. Bosch and myself taking behind-the-scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. To listen, visit 4lifepodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at 4lifepodcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it for life. Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Geeks on the go. Now we're more Wonder Woman. That was it? Nothing more clever than that? No. Do you need more? Anything better than Wonder Woman? Come on. Anti-feminist. I can't even go for the answer I was thinking about because it probably would have sounded sexist as hell. Probably. Probably. So that's why I didn't go for it. All right. So you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. We rarely make it under a minute. We always try. What's this rarely? We've made it once. That's rare. How is it? Thank you. Thank you. He yeah, was going to try to argue me. Like, when That's you not say rare. When you're you talking say, about 106 episodes. You say rarely. It makes it sound like it happened more than once. He does have a point. Why, why are you siding with him? Because <laughs> it's all right. Because maybe it'll move this along. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move you along. All right. That's my answer for everything. For everything you say, I repeat it back to you. That's just a dad thing. Yes. <laughs> and you ever wonder where they get that, la- that lame humor from? Yeah. Well, I'll show you about not doing any homework. <laughs> it's it's the handbook that they get once the baby comes out. Yeah, the baby yeah. hands them the book as they come out of the vagina. And it just has one third. I'll show you dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you how to do a Geeks on the Go. Ready, set, go. Well, Marvel's first female hero movie, sorry, surpassed Wonder Woman's success, or will it just be another Iron Fist? Ralph. I object to this question. Iron Fist was not that bad. Oh, you don't count. <laughs> Mike. Captain Marvel will make Wonder Woman look like a chubby older British woman for comic relief. Oh, too soon? Oh, damn. <laughs> if, if superheroes could get sneaker deals, 
Who would have one, and what would the slogan be? Mike. I have too many. I, Zombie, Shoes Made for Living. <laughs> Superman and Batman, the world's finest shoes. Power Girl, when the going gets tough, the tough gets shoes. <laughs> Professor X, walking through life. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. I went with the obvious one, the Flash. Damn, those shoes are fast. Wow, <laughs> damn, that wasn't creative. <laughs> but I hear you're under pressure. In comics or movies, who had more intriguing frenemy relationship? Iron Man and Captain America or Batman and Superman? Ralph. Uh, the two like, tension between each other kind of friends or the Martha guys. I don't know. <laughs> Time's up and we'll continue. The Martha guys. The Martha guys. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a really interesting. That, see, that, was, that made up for your question about Flash. Mike. Iron Man and Cap, but mostly because you know they have makeup sex. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, so that tension, you saw the tension too. Yep. Yeah. Wear the shield. <laughs> I'll Do you have protection? I have the shield. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of protection. All right. Uh, so last question. Do you want to see Cheetah of Wonder Woman? I'm sorry. Do you want to see Cheetah if Wonder Woman has a sequel? Ralph. Sure. Why not? She'll probably be hot. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and that's why we don't have female listeners. Mike. <laughs> oh, hell yes. That Cheetah's guy will kick her ass until it's puffed, <laughs> crunchy, and spicy. <laughs> oh, my God. Chester Cheetah versus Wonder Woman. <laughs> why? Why? Why do I even get up out of bed sometimes? Uh, all right, so you know why. I know why. Cause a baby. Yeah. Uh, shout outs. Do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? Mike. Ah, uh, shout out to everybody that's listening. All the new people. Who are you? I don't know. I just hope you're there. <laughs> yeah, let us know you're there too. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, Aaron. I know you've been listening. Well, sort of listening. I don't know where you're caught up to, but did she get to the end? I don't. She never gets to the end. You need to quiz her. <laughs> okay, Aaron. The word for today is monkey fuck. <laughs> when you see me at the gym, if you finish if you finish listening to this episode and you don't say monkey fuck to me, I'm gonna be calling you a liar. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Anybody else, Mike? Uh, to Oliver, though. Hopefully, he's listening now. Oliver, monkey fuck. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? Uh, Ruben. Let's see if he says monkey. Fuck. Monkey fuck. <laughs> and for Ruben, I don't see you, so send it an email. <laughs> Anybody else is good. Uh, that's it. I'd mentioned family members, but I no, really no. want them to say monkey fuck to me. <laughs> <laughs> you just get a random text, monkey fuck. Yeah. Ralph. From an unknown number. <laughs> I'd like to shout out my nephew who will probably be listening to us. Who knows? Ooh. How old is he? He's my age. Your age? 29. Monkey oh. fuck. <laughs> it's older, Spanish. Older, older than me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Monkey fuck. Okay. Yeah. So, so. And does your nephew have a name or is it just nephew? Edgar. Edgar. Okay. Because you're like. Nephew. Man. <laughs> nephew, nephew one <laughs> like if this was casting that would be his name in the credits he would be nephew one yeah because he's number one nephew for you well he's the first one. Oh wow I gave him I gave him a total a totally good way to kind of soup up his nephew see I could see this shit see your uncle he's <laughs> fucked up he's fucked up take back the monkey fuck just say fuck you Ralph when you get a chance alright shout outs for me Ruben of course um, Bosch and Cheyenne Bosch congratulations on the new pad I can't quite Call it a single. Is it absorbent? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I'll just leave that alone. No, it's not. <laughs> but with all the drinking, it should have been. Um, with all the drinking last night because we hung out at Bosch's crib. Thank you for your hospitality. And good to see you having your own place. Um, it was a lot of fun last night. Cheyenne, you're funny as hell. Hopefully the podcast is going well. Um, shout out to Big Kev. Kev, this hasn't made too much of a stink recently. Uh, you know, people have been saying things about him and the cornfield. All stuff. He hasn't said word one. I'm really getting scared. I don't think he exists anymore. Wow. <laughs> Is it like a, like a hive mind? Like now, there's no Kevin, only Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just saying, Kev. I'm sorry, Jennifer, if you're listening. Oh, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a good sense of humor. We're good. Um, to, um, shout out to Tom, but he probably won't hear us because he's in Cuba right now. Ooh, right. he's he, drinking mojitos and uh, what is it? Cubanos? Or maybe he's in jail fighting for his life. I don't know. We, That's true. It can go either way. He's American. <laughs> I'm sure he's trying to fix the carburetor on some 1920 car. Yeah. Wow. Any more? Any more stereotypical than that? Well, actually, not the stereotypical. Smoking a cigar while he's doing it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and right next to the gas tank. Oh God. And, fi- <laughs> and my final shout out is to my mother. Happy birthday, mom. Um, happy happy birthday. Happy birthday, mom. She just turned 25. Oh no, I won't lie to her. <laughs> no, but I I love you very much. I mean, especially June is one of those months that are really weird for me because it's my birthday. And it's my mom's birthday, my dad's birthday, and it's Father's Day. So it's a lot of things together. Mom, you were the dad. When dad left, when dad when dad died, not that he left. When dad left, you became mom and dad. So you did double duty. I love you to the moon and back. Um, you won't hear this, but hopefully you somebody tells you this and you hear about it. So oh, only to the moon? To oh, I mean, you know. You know? Damn, bro. Mom, mean? I love you to Pluto and back. No, don't try to fuck me because you yeah. fucked up your, your shout out to Edgar. <laughs> don't try to do that to me. <laughs> Anything else, guys? Nope. All right, so let's bring this show to a close. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, a.k.a. the uncle that doesn't remember names, this is the cap <laughs> saying, keep it geeky and monkey fuck.